Welcome to Chapter 5, How Worth Grows. And welcome back. As always, we focus this show by starting off with a quote. And the quote that we have selected for this chapter and this show is by someone you may have heard of before. Her name is Whoopi Goldberg. (laughs) You might know Whoopi as an American film actress, comedian, and singer. And her quote is, When you are kind to someone, you'll hope they'll remember and be kind to someone else. And it'll become like a wildfire. Let me repeat that. It's a really good quote. When you're kind to someone, you'll hope they'll remember and be kind to someone else. And it'll become a wildfire. Hmm. I selected this quote to open chapter 5 and the show because kindness is how your worth may grow like wildfire. Kindness starts with yourself. This type of kindness that I'm talking about and that we're going to explore it on today's show starts with yourself. So here's the deal. If you're unkind to yourself, is it not uncommon that you're unkind to others? Hmm. Think about that. For example, if you're not eating healthy food, you're practicing unkindness in a bodily form. Your body needs good food to function. If your body doesn't have what it needs to function well, it's not surprising you're probably a bit cranky or tired or you're just not as kind as you could be. Lack of healthy food leads to illness. And while it's possible that an illness could be considered kind, I suppose, in a philosophical sort of way. (laughs) You'd really have to work at convincing me of that. So, kindness starts within yourself by allowing yourself to receive what you sense you need in the form you need it, in the time you need it. Let me repeat that. Kindness starts within yourself by allowing yourself to receive what you need in the form you need it, in the time you need it. For example... How kind would I be if you told me, hey, I'm hungry? (laughs) Well, okay. In response to your hunger, I give you a can of soup. A can of soup. If you don't have a can opener, was I kind to give you a can of soup? You know, in my mind, I'm giving you food. You see, kindness is an art form of listening and observing what one needs and offering what is needed at the right moment in the right form. If I give you a can of soup and you're hungry and you have no can opener, you're going to continue to be hungry, and worse yet, you're going to see food in front of you. That's cruel. (laughs) Oh, You see, kindness is really, truly an art form. What you might consider to be an offer of kindness could somehow turn out to be the seeds of hopelessness. You know, sitting food in someone... Sitting food in front of someone that they can't eat, that kind of inspires hopelessness. So back to the soup example. If I give you a can of soup upon learning you're hungry, in my mind, hey, I've acted upon your request. I've been kind. I gave you food. Well, if you're unable to share with me that you just can't use that can of soup, of the many feelings you might experience, I bet hopelessness would be one of them. If you feel hopeless, do you not find yourself feeling possibly worthless as well? How much of a nosedive do you think 
your feelings of worth would take as you spiral down hopeless path. In other words, your worth probably plummets as you feel more hopeless. It's a vicious cycle. It's a really vicious cycle, to say the least. If you feel worthless, would a little hope help? Ah, that's the point of chapter five. That's how worth grows. Hope. If someone consistently, for example, here's an example of hope. If someone consistently paid you what you're worth, you eventually feel more hopeful and less worthless inside, I bet. Would these feelings inspire you to help someone else one day, maybe? Hmm, think about that. Perhaps someone who feels hopeless? Gosh, I hope so. For one day, you may need help with something. And just your luck, someone or something out there, something out of the blue just shows up to help you. A miracle, you think. <laughs> Or is it a reaction to your prior plans, your prior actions? Maybe the old saying is true, what goes around comes around. Throughout recorded history, we find many times where hope, hope, offered the only road to survival. Something as nebulous as hope. Countless research papers report how fallen civilizations and lives clearly fell because they experienced an utter lack of hope. Think about that. Civilizations have fallen when there is no hope. Stop to think about this for a moment. Stop and think about this for a moment. It's really important to take a moment to think about this. Lack of hope eventually dissolves cities, nations, and dreams when dreams die, what happens to life? Such is the power of hope. If you see others paying you what you're worth, it just might give you hope. And if others are paying you what you're worth, would it not be wise to pay others what they're worth as well? Give them a little bit of hope? The trick is to discover, if you choose to help one else, someone else, is do they want your help? <laughs> Such is the power of hope. If others see you being paid what you're worth, it might just give them hope that one day they're going to be valued as well. You're going to discover, if someone is ready for your assistance, when they actively, aggressively seek to learn and to laugh and to grow. And it's not all serious work here, folks. Come on, we've got to have a little fun. Your work to help others discover hope will benefit you in ways you can't imagine. You won't know this about someone or about yourself until you give this all a try. So, for example, if you live a happy, healthy, honest life, you do make a difference. As you live a happy, healthy, honest life, you do make a difference. Your smile, your hug... Kind words, a little financial support here and there, your social support. For example, introducing people to other people, you know. All nourishes other people's lives. This nourishment is much like eating a, a steamy bowl of soup. Just imagine a steamy bowl of soup on a really chilly day. 
Imagine that warm soup warming you up from the inside out. That's the power of hope. Never underestimate the power of comfort. To give comfort to someone in some form. That comfort inspires life-changing hope. That's powerful. That's what chapter 5 is all about. Hope. Given my strong hope that you enjoy what you're worth as soon as possible, hey, read chapter 5. Discover the four time-tested ways to ensure you receive what you're worth. In this chapter, you're invited to take what you've learned in chapters 1 through 4 and pull it all together. Pay me what I'm worth, chapters 1 through 4, kind of climaxes in chapter 5. You're going to quickly discover how to grow worth. It's much simpler than you think. (laughs) The only required investment to make in chapter 5 is time. Well, actually, maybe a little effort and dedication and patience. So that's what you need to invest in chapter 5. Time, effort, dedication, and patience. You're going to be happy to know You don't need a calculator in chapter 5. You don't need a calculator to explore how your worth grows with ease and grace with chapter 5. So, here's what's in store for you in chapter 5, which is titled, How Worth Grows. First, you're going to be guided on a way to uh, access and assess the clutter in your life. Ah, we start out with the clutter. And this clutter includes non-material things like your thoughts as well. As you search, sort, and simplify both your material and non-material worlds, you begin to feel more energy flowing through you. Guaranteed. I've seen it. I've experienced it personally. That's what I do with people. Search, sort, simplify. To put this into kind of a, you know, a real um, picture Imagine how you feel if you had to carry a thousand suitcases everywhere you went every day. A thousand suitcases. Every time you went to move or think a new thought, you had to schlep a thousand suitcases every minute of every day. Why am I bringing this up? Well, that's what worrying does to you. When your mind is cluttered up with worrying about old dramas and related life-draining other thoughts, your energy is consumed by maintaining those thoughts. You could be used for something else. That's clutter. That's what clutter does. It just zaps our energy. This is the energy you feel come back as you unclutter your mind as well as your home. So imagine what you feel like tomorrow. You carried only a small bag of wisdom. We talked about this in another show. A small bag of wisdom instead of a thousand suitcases known as your history. That's what soul dancing is all about. If I lost you, send me an email. Give me a call. I'll be happy to kind of dive into this a little bit more. But in essence, helping you tap into the energy inside you that's powered by your life lessons, your wisdom is what Chapter 5 is all about. So... The first exercise in chapter five focuses on how clutter prevents you from learning, growing, enjoying what you're really worth. You'll quickly learn how it's time to make room to learn and grow and enjoy life more fully as you complete this exercise. Get rid of the clutter. 
you create the space to learn and grow. Now, the next exercise in Chapter 5 is, help you, is to help you build quality, healthy, and fun relationships with those who will pay you what you're worth on all levels. Yep, that's right. Pay you what you're worth on all levels. Now, <laughs> we might run into a bit of a roadblock here. Does getting to know other people frighten you? <laughs> Would you rather clean out your closet? Maybe cross-index your music collection by title and artist and category? <laughs> How about updating all your photo albums with nice little handmade labels for every picture? <laughs> Some people, I think, would rather scrub their entire bathroom with their fingernail brush on their hands and knees before they actually make the first steps of getting to know someone new. Well, not to worry. Not to worry. Chapter 5 kind of takes and simplifies this process of getting to know someone new by planting and nourishing, nurturing the seeds for healthy relationships. As you explore three time-tested guidelines on how to honor these friendships, these relationships over time, you'll discover how these seeds for healthy friendships grow with ease and grace. To give you a brief snippet of what you'll find in Chapter 5, I offer three interesting guidelines to help you create and really nurture relationships of any length and time. Three guidelines to creating new relationships and nurturing relationships of any timeline. Guideline number one, make sure you're completely upfront and honest with people every step of the way as you get to know them. Now, this kind of seems like a no-brainer. You know, it might seem like it's an obvious suggestion, All, but you know, here's the deal. We sometimes have hidden agendas creep into our our garden. And and hidden agendas are weeds. They plant seeds of distrust. If someone senses unvoiced strings or expectations attached to your words or deeds, your worth will suffer greatly. Period. If there's a hidden agenda out there, they're going to feel it before you say it. So it's it's easy to be upfront and honest when you genuinely share your intentions. If you want something from them, Ask them for it. Allow them to tell you what they want from you as well. (laughs) And if you agree, abide by it. So guideline number one, make sure you're just upfront with people as you get to know them. Why are you taking the time to get to know them? It makes the process much easier. Guideline number two, ignite your creativity about how you'll grow your worth via networking. You can really be creative about networking. It doesn't have to be a chore. It can be quite a fun game. It doesn't have to be boring. To keep this game simple, ask only what you need to know to mutually grow each other's worth. Let me repeat that. To keep the networking game simple, ask only what you need to know to mutually, mutually, that's the key, mutually grow each other's worth. From your newfound wealth, invite them to celebrate this wealth with you. Ask them how you can show your gratitude and follow what they say. And really, if they if if you want to be, you know, show your gratitude and they say, oh no, 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 really, that's okay. That's that's just fine. Things, you know, really thanks is all I what I want. Well, then thank them. (laughs) 
it might be nice to remember to send them a thank you card possibly as well. In your card, you might wish to mention how you'd be delighted to help them in the future. All they have to do is just ask. So guideline number two is make networking fun. Be creative. And in chapter five, I give you a variety of ways to make networking really a fun thing to do all year long. Guideline number three, discover the wisdom in the old saying, less is more. Less is more. Think about this. Think about all the cards, all the people you have in your, in your database or your address book. What do you really know about each person? What do you really honestly know about them? <laughs> do you remember what they look like, let alone sound like? Do you recall this? If not, it might be time to refresh your memory. Or, you know, you make a concerted effort to reconnect with that person. Do yourself a favor. Update your address book on a regular basis. Keep it cleaned out. Keep it clean how? Simple. Think of terms of mutual respect. You don't want to feel used. So don't use other people. If you feel used by someone occupying your address book, it's time to resolve this issue or allow them to be who they are while you gracefully, tactfully dissolve the relationship. Let me restate that. Guideline number three, less is more. Cultivate quality relationships. Relationships that help you and you help them. Don't use them. And if you're if your Rolodex is stacked with all sorts of people that you really honestly don't remember, it's time to throw those cards away. The third exercise in Chapter 5 focuses on the art of reflection and time management as well. In these exercises, you're directed to review your work that you've completed in the last four chapters to discover key insights on how well you use the time you have. Hmm... Kindly remember to be kind to yourself as you reflect on this work. As you reflect on all the work that you've done so far in the four chapters, now the fifth, and pay me what I'm worth, kindness is key. Remember, kindness is key to grow your worth with ease and grace. As you're kind to yourself, it naturally ripples out to other people. The fourth exercise in chapter five really begins to pull all of the first half of the book together. If you recall, Pay Me What I'm Worth is divided into two sections. Prepare to Receive, which is the section one, and Prepare to Give, which is in section two. In essence, the, our, our last chapter in chapter five, exercise 19, provides key ways to working smarter, not harder. Ooh, get your pen and paper ready, folks, because I've got a little little uh, spelled-out way to work smarter and not harder. And, and don't worry, if you don't have paper and pen, that's fine. I got this all printed out for you out on paymewhatimworth.com in our discussion board. You can download the following information. You're also welcome to take notes. What I've updated isn't what I'm about to present to you really isn't new information. I've just updated it a little bit. And I've updated it in a way that removes things like guilt, worry, 
shame, expectations, and related life-draining ways of working hard and not all that smart. So here is working smarter. S-M-A-R-T-E-R. First letter, S, of working smarter than not harder. S, specific, significant. Be specific as you create a goal. (laughs) Broad general goals more often than not fail, plain and simple. So be specific with your, your goal and integrate the following of what we're about to discuss into your goal. Integrate all of the following. Our next one, M, M, S, M, M, measurable, meaningful, motivating, mindful. (laughs) Measurable, meaningful, motivating, mindful. Be mindful to use realistic dates, dollars, volumes, amounts. (laughs) Be, in, in your measurable components, be realistic with them. And, Make it related to something concrete that you can measure in your goal. When you do, you're going to quickly learn it's attainable or not. It's realistic or not. So that was M, measurable. A, next letter, A, agreed upon, attainable, achievable, acceptable, action-oriented. Agreement is the key. If any part of your goal has less than 100% buy-in from all respective people involved in that goal, that goal will fall short of success, period. If people aren't buying into it, they're not going to support it. Check with all the players involved in any goal that you make to make sure that they are in agreement with your goal. Next letter, R, resources, research, relevant, reasonable. One way to work smarter and not harder is to make sure that you include all of what you need. That might be time, money, access to people, places, and related materials. Make sure that the resources are in place and that they're available when you need them. That's our resources. Make sure you research them, that they're relevant and reasonable. Next letter, T, timeline, timely, (laughs) tangible, trackable, that you can test it. As you create a goal to working smarter, not harder, create a simple timeline or tracking mechanism to keep your goal on task or on target. You might want to start slow and work up to speed so that you maintain consistency over time. And, you know, test your goal out before you set your goal. You might want to check with someone who has actually accomplished what you are looking to accomplish You can ask them to test it out. And that goes into our next letter, E, experience, expertise, enjoyable. Our second to the last way of working smarter and not harder is to invite people to review your goal. People who know how to do what you're trying to do, (laughs) they'll quickly help you determine whether or not your goal is based on solid facts or some pretty wishful fiction, some pretty big eyes. And our last letter, R, second R, realistic, rewarding, results-oriented. Again, working smarter, not harder, happens when planned rewards happen all along the way. Not just at the final step, 
Rewards tend to motivate. And motivation often gets realistic results. So there you have it. We just spelled out a smarter way to work, not harder. And if you missed any of that, don't worry. PayMeWhatImWorth.com, click out to the discussion board, and you can download all this information with just a couple clicks. So, as you become more comfortable with applying these keys to life, what we just talked about, you're going to notice how you're more prepared to answer the door when opportunity knocks. And if you remember, that's what we started out with. We started out with uh, opportunity knocking in chapter 4, which led into the, our chapter 5. The more prepared we are for opportunity, more likely we are working smarter, not harder. And as we do work smarter, we have more time to play, to enjoy life more fully. And that's really what soul dancing is all about. That's what I am a guide for, for many others, is to savor life more fully with each passing day by working smarter and not harder. As we begin to wrap up the show, I sincerely suggest you consider forming a study group if you buy the book, Pay Me What I'm Worth. And the reason why a study group is so important is because it will A, give you incentive to continue your work. It's motivating and it provides multiple perspectives on all of the exercises that you'll be doing. And that gift of perspective, as we've talked about in prior shows, is worth its weight in gold. So click into paymewhatimworth.com come on over to our spam-free discussion board. If you haven't already registered, please do. And then begin to leave your thoughts as you work your way through the book and each exercise. And of course, once again, don't be shy. Sharing your wisdom, you could fundamentally change someone else's world by sharing your wisdom. Think about that. A little insight on your end might just actually make a world of difference to someone else. Until our next show, this is Soul Dancer once again thanking you for your time. May you enjoy fully this day for all it's worth. Why? Because you're worth it. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.